0: And I'm sitting in my local library with my Megasaurus, who started off as my Mentorsaurus. And uh, she's my writing mentor, Kerry Q, who is a renowned journalist, blogger, and author. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to her about getting published and what it's like working with publishers and just that whole world of being a published author. So welcome, Kerry. And <laughs> Thank you Taku <laughs> Excited as always yeah, um, Just to let you know we just recorded another episode Which I hope you will listen to And that's about writing news articles And we've just been laughing the whole time uh, Because yeah we just have that vibe And yeah I'll get straight into it So tell us how you first published Or first got your book published Or got your first book published Yeah oh, you know
1: So, I mean. so let, let me say I, I, I had an advantage the advantage with getting the book published was that I had no preconceived ideas. I'd studied science engineering at university. I taught maths for 10 years before I turned a corner into becoming an author and news journalist. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't have in my head, oh, I want to be the great writer, I, I, and then feel so overwhelmed by all the great writers out there. I'm like, yeah whatever, yeah <laughs> just I'll just sort of start and I, I, I because I grew up on this little small country town with my father being the police sergeant and it was just such a crazy time it, it will never happen again but uh, we we there were five of us kids uh, my mum fed the prisoners can you imagine you'd walk into the house I'm serious. You walk into the house and mum would put a tray in your hand When you're 10 years old and say go and feed the prisoner So we fed the dog, the, cat, <laughs> the chickens, <laughs> the ferrets and the prisoner And wow. so I had many conversations with prisoners through the bars so there, It was in a very old jail, it was Bluestone Bars Literally it had Ned Kelly in it in Kyneton, Victoria And you'd slide the tray underneath and pour their tea through the bars So it was funny and I just had all these funny stories And why I knew they were funny was when I was at university, so I went to go to university at 16, you know, I think, my, I, I think that's my academic peak, I went down oh. after that, wow, well, hey, 1969 I arrived at uni, come on, yeah. the men on yeah. the moon, yeah. Woodstock, yeah. Oh gosh, maths wasn't ones. quite as much fun at that moment, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I'd, I'd go home for the weekend and come back with more stories and I'd have people at uni rolling around laughing, and I used to be sort of a little bit embarrassed, my father used to have false teeth and wear a singlet and sit in front of the wood stove and take his teeth out, you know, even when we had guests there, you know, they just wouldn't behave, I couldn't get them to behave, anyway, no member of the family, but suddenly I realised all these middle class families that that people grew up with were so ordinary, you wouldn't write a book about them, but mine were hilarious, so I, I started writing with no intention of doing anything with it, I had no idea. And then a competition came out, mm-hmm. and um, for humour, now it's not happened again, so the timing was right. But that doesn't mean you, 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 know, just, you know, shouldn't write. Mm-hmm. Um, I did win the competition, I was flying over to Adelaide, and you know, they handed me a cheque for $2,000 can you believe. And I had a little so speech So what year ready. was this? So oh, 1982.
0: Okay, so back then that would have been quite a lot I was good, well, Yes, yes,
1: so, it oh, was good. Right. But, and I had a little speech ready because it was about Aussies, you know, as I say. You know, I'd like to give a thanks in the Aussie way. I'd like to thank my mum and dad. I'd like to thank the man <laughs> that signed the cheque. And I'd like to thank his mum and dad for having him.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so that was the the first book, but but I have to tell you things that happen. First of all, you would think friends would be supportive, but Uh no. I'd say, oh, I'm writing a book about my family, and the first thing, and I'm talking long-term friends, you know, who have been, they've all got their own professions now from uni, and they'd say, you,
0: you can't even speak. So that the was, start early, it, early yeah, on. Yeah, that was true, to be yeah. honest. Oh.
1: <laughs> but I didn't let that stop me either. You do have editors, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had this wonderful editor, Beryl Hill, who did about seven of my books. And she would, and see now that we have spell check, it's much better, but she would sit you down and say, what did you actually mean yeah. when you said this? Oh, did I say that? Oh, one of the funny errors that came out in the first book, though, was I hadn't, because it's about my family you know my two little brothers first snow that they'd ever seen they ran out of their pajamas and i had them you know shivering like a newborn foal. isn't that lovely yeah. and when it came back they had in the in the galleys again just to check it shivering like a newborn chicken and i'm like uh, oh no no, out, no 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 so i put foal back in except i put foul oh.
0: f-o-u-l oh mm, gosh <laughs> yeah they were right so so you're saying, I like that as a first thing that's popped out. That don't worry about being a perfect writer or a perfect speller. Perfect. Or, or all the negative responses. Yeah. People
1: would go out of their way, if I let them know I was writing a book, they go out of their way to say, Oh, look, see that article? 40,000 people are writing novels this year. And yeah. only <laughs> one will be published. They love writing yeah, those numbers do, at you. they do, they do. But I'm such a mm-hmm. naive optimist, cockeyed optimist. Yeah. Like, oh, this I is think, why
0: we're friends, yes. 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 I think,
1: oh, we well, will have to be that one. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was, yeah. you yeah. see, that's,
0: that's the thing. So how did they react after you won?
1: What was Well, that, they're I still in disbelief. I think mm-hmm. I had to write um, three books... Oh, oh my, I was in disbelief, <laughs> come yeah. to think of it. And so I never knew, and this is, you'll find this, all of you, I never knew when to call myself a writer. Oh. How many books, how many articles? Because
0: yeah, qualify you as, as a, a writer. writer. When, uh, if you're not published, you're a your writer. But if you yes. write, sure, I think you're, are. you are. Know, I think you're a writer when you think you're a writer. When you dedicate yourself to, to the write. art practice. Yes, yes it's like you're a yep. tennis player if you keep hitting that yes. ball yes. you're a writer
1: if you keep facing that blank screen yes
0: and doing i it? agree i wholeheartedly agree because it's only in the last probably year or so after my book where i went i am a writer oh actually do you know what it was i applied for a grant yes to go on a book tour and the feedback that i got was something like oh you haven't you haven't been accepted by the Writers' Association of Australia, or something like that, where it was pretty much saying, the writers of Australia have not acknowledged me as a writer, so therefore you can't be a real writer. And I was like, no, excuse me, F you, I am a writer, because I, I, I can't not write. I have a blog you know, with thousands of words on it, I've written this book, I have stories, and I believe I'm a writer. So then... I found that quite interesting, because I think a lot of people get told, "Yeah, why, why would you? Well, the you're writers... Not, you're not a writer.
1: The Writers Whatever of Australia you know? has never acknowledged me. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, does that mean I'm not a writer? Then no,
0: you are. I don't but even know so who sad. they are. But you know, that's what I thought was quite sad, is then, some of these funding bodies yes. are set up to help emerging writers, yes. Yes. right? So that's literally what they tag oh, it oh, as, emerging writers. But even as an emerging writer, there's such strict criteria yeah, for yes. you to tick that if you do not believe you are actually a writer, that could put you off. Yes, yes. So I love that you've also highlighted these things that you you just need to know and own the fact that you write.
1: And and also realize that you do grow as a writer the whole time Mm -hmm. so you know there are articles i've published out there and thank god they're not online (laughs) in fact there was a whole argy bargy with uh, news limited that they wanted all your back copies now they were talking about 20 years of back publications to put online in their archive and -hmm. i said no i'll go back because i I, don't, I couldn't remember what I mean. I've got them on file, but I'm yeah. sure some of them real duds. Yeah. So I was quite happy. Selective about yes, I think, gave them ten years. I think yeah. I think that I had to because then they would um, indemnify you against um, uh, being sued. That oh, was the deal. Okay. Yeah, they no, said no, we will indemnify you if you give us your archive. Like, oh. yeah. So that's yeah. So it's interesting <laughs> what things happen. So
0: ten years worth of writing, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wait, do you I, feel proud about that? Or how did you feel when you then looked back on that? Well, well when you look back on the things that you've written. Yeah, well I only gave, gave them ten.
1: Them. I didn't give yeah. them the ones before that <laughs> because uh, I should check to see if they're there. Uh, but it, that was my judgment call of my own writing. I felt yeah. I improved so much in the first ten years. Yes. There was the next but every now and again there was a gem in that first ten years that yeah. now I'd really proud that i I wrote but you do learn your craft as you go you write the first book teaches you how to write a book
0: yes amen to that
1: and so you you come away from that think you know certain things weren't quite right and you know you you might do it a different way the next time and you know it's good to be critical but not undermining so you've got to be self-critical in a positive way saying well the next one
0: and and so talk us through the process of getting that story published because that is an unconventional way, like you said, and a lot of people do that. They enter competitions or yes. they, they put stuff well, that's out there. A good why. And then so then this publisher approaches and says, Hey, we'll give you this much. Yeah. What was that process like dealing with a publishing house and everything that happened after that? So literally seeing your book on the shelves yes. or be, or having the copy in your hands, what was that like?
1: Well, it I mean there were there were many funny things, they had decided, this publisher, Rigby they were called, uh, in Adelaide, to bring out a group. I mean, I was the winner, but from that competition they took six or so books to publish. And um, my first book was called Crooks, Chooks, and Bloody Ratbags, and I call them the Ratbag series because, and mostly, it's my family. But I can tell you what my mum in the hometown pushed a lot of copies. I tell you because she'd tell you know why she'd go around and say you're you're on page (laughs) twenty (laughs) three. That really sells sells a copy. I tell you, you you shipped a lot of Mm -hmm. merch that way. Um, So we had we went on tour, and this is what publishers did once, and they don't do now. So they'd actually the whole process of going through the galleys, getting them back was really Just exciting. explain to people who don't know what the galleys so are. So the galleys are the printed form, but it comes in two pages on, on a sheet. So it's like an A2, um, a big sheet. Yes. And, and it, it's ready for you to read through to mm-hmm. see if there are any errors or changes. They don't want you to have changes then because it costs them money to, yes. to do it. But not so much these <coughs> days. Um, I'm sure everything is digital now anyway. Yeah, it would be, be easier. Uh, but you still do get the proofreads, and um, so you go to that that stage, and then yeah, then the book arrives, and that is the most exciting thing. Yeah, how know? was that yes, when
0: uh, you held it for the first time? Oh, what was look, that like? uh, that,
1: I I can remember it arrived in the post, and I'm just sitting there, and it, it was like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I'd done it. Yeah, it was just a true That's me. That's my name. And I used my married name because I married young. Yeah. So I had to stay married then because it was on a book. You can't go around with a text and crossing it off every book, putting the next name yeah, in. The
0: next. Oh, I love that one, like strike through. <laughs> yeah. so you're,
1: you're right for life now, love. Well, well, I'm you're on stuck the with you. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's interesting you say that because when I published my first book, I didn't put a sentence.
1: Ah because
0: I, at that time I was looking to change back to my maiden name. Yes. And so even now I think I'm just gonna keep publishing yes. just as Taku. Oh, I think which Hey, no competition simple. with that name. Well actually there's a DJ called Taku. Oh I like, can he's a but he's a DJ, but it's interesting oh, Yeah, when oh, oh, you talk about that. Go. yeah, yeah. Oh, I
1: think that shouldn't be allowed. I think you've got Taku <laughs> that you own it in one it's,
0: it's, a com- it's, it's a more common oh, yeah, name than yeah, I yeah, realized. Yeah. Right, so, yes,
1: the okay, so then we go on tour, and they set up a number of shows to go on. So which, And back in the 80s, it was hilarious. You could do in Toowoomba tonight. I mean, they live in Ballarat tonight. So for people who aren't listening um, from Australia, these are small regional towns, are they? are cities, I suppose we'd call them, but they're not large. They might be 100,000 people, right in them, you know, not not close to, to the big cities. So mm-hmm. you did all these amazing radio interviews with, you know, I, I, the one that sticks in my mind is Tuari Tari. <laughs> Terry from 2RE, Tari, talking to Kerry, Terry and Kerry oh, from 2RE, Tari true. isn't it, yeah, and Tari is in the middle of it, I mean it's right in the back box of Australia, so you do all these amazing uh, tours, they set that up and it costs them money, but it does of course um, sell books and they also have and the, the most difficult thing is distribution
0: Oh yes,
1: I, I have yes. spoken to the agent, so um, Penguin would get me to come in and talk about the book to the to the distributing agents because mm-hmm. they're the ones you depend on the most.
0: Oh, I see. Because
1: they take the books... I mean, it is a little bit different now with online, mm-hmm. and but the publicity is the same for getting people to buy books. You've got to draw your, their attention to them. Mm-hmm. If you just publish a book, who, who's yeah. going to buy it? Who knows it's there? Yeah, that's true. So I talk to the agents and they take the they take their samples to the bookshops and open them up and say, oh, this is really funny, she's hilarious, and she'll be going on this show and that show. Mm-hmm. And um, they'd take in copies. And then they'd also take your backlist. Now, none of this almost happens anymore unless you're a, you know, a Harry High Potter. Flyer. or a, yeah, 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 totally up there. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's more of a struggle to sell. So, for instance, you know, middle-ranking authors could survive quite nicely in mm-hmm. those days the 80s and 90s but mm-hmm. once the online moved in mm-hmm. um they and they and the publishers started targeting the high-ranking uh, authors only mm-hmm. That and was
0: celebrities that's a big thing and because celebrities. Oh, no. now every celebrity yes. has a book and they know that they sell no, that's what sell i always that's thought
1: that's if i played cricket for australia
0: that oh, would have that was
1: my mistake.
0: Yeah, he'd be laughing. Oh, I'd be laughing he'd be Oh, we
1: could write on anything. I could you know, be a, I could write on any topic then. It yeah. was, uh, That 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 was my mistake, but I've left my run a bit late, <laughs> I think. Now in my 16. <laughs> but 60s then took. on
0: the flip side, I think that's what gives it hope that then anyone can yeah. write. Yeah. Anyone can publish. But
1: there are a lot of boutique publishers mm-hmm. in every country. Mhm who, if you fit their list, that's what it's how... So, so let's go back to your writing. Okay? Yes. You're writing a book. You go out to the bookshops and see who publishes things like your, your writing. Mm-hmm. So you get yourself a list. And you can go online and check too, because you can check on Amazon and look at, you know, see what, what's there, similar to your own. And then, then you can approach them. And a lot of the small boutique publishers have um access you know they'll, they'll let you submit in a certain often in a certain time frame during mm-hmm. the year but that that is how you can follow through so you can write a book get a manuscript always get people to read it because you you mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. it yes. is so amazing i do that well, you
0: sent me back that list and i just went oh my gosh this is amazing i didn't even pick it so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're right and it makes the world of difference, getting different perspectives yes, yes, on it. Yes, it does. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it really does help. So, um, you know, you'll have friends who are intelligent, I hope. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who true. Can read Who can read for yeah. a start, that's a good start. Yeah. Uh, and look at uh, what what you've written and be honest, be honest without being negative. Mean.
0: Well, mean, that's right. Yeah. You want want, and you want to ask the right kind of friends as well. That's what I learned as well with the first one, is that I gave the book to teachers, I gave it to parents, I gave it to people who I then knew would get the book, Mm. and even I worked with some librarians and just people who understood the intent of my book, and it it was amazing getting that feedback because then. If it's really a book that you want to share, that already starts those conversations before it comes out. And I think a lot of people just sit in their room, they write it and then they try and pop it out and good Mm. luck to it. But then if you can start that collaborative Mm. conversation or that thing before, then you have the people who walk with you and then it kind of opens up. And what what
1: Tark is saying is right. because. It's connecting you. Out. I don't like to use the term network. that.
0: Oh, oh I hate it. Me too. I've argued
1: with people about that. Listen, I've
0: got <laughs> friends, right? I don't have a network.
1: And <laughs>
0: how, how much is your network network or something like yeah, that? No, don't no, know no. You know what I, I
1: think a network is? Um, hello, how can I use you today?
0: Yeah,
1: it's a user concept. You go and network in your industry, but if you meet people that you trust and believe in, yeah, and genuinely
0: connect with, connect with, that's and so
1: that's how you're connected into your community Mm -hmm. through those people who who you value and they value you. So Mm -hmm. that's one way. That 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 helps. But I've gone into publishing. um, Well, I've gone into it many different ways, and. You do, even though you've published a book, you feel as if you're starting all over again with the Every second time, book. Yeah. Every time, even though they published it and they're like,
0: oh, the oh yeah, war. Yeah. yeah. So, what was that like? So, you wrote the first book and then,
1: yeah, so then that, how did
0: the second book come
1: about? Well, out? The, so then I wrote, I, I mean, I could have kept on writing about my family forever, but I, 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 I'd changed. By the time I wrote an, three books in the memoirs, I call them the Rat Bag series, and they sold well. Um, uh, for a book in Australia but I just I couldn't keep doing it I couldn't keep mm-hmm. uh, I had more stories because I went and interviewed police that worked with my father and all the members of the family who all wanted to tell stories about the other members of the family yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing about a family that's oh, you know, yeah. a bit crazy <laughs> Oh, no, got that wasn't too, me. So that yeah, was... <laughs> yeah, that was Uncle so mm-hmm. so you know, so I had lots of stories, but I had grown then because I started writing newspaper articles as a writer. So I wanted to write different things. So that's that's what changed and life changed as it does. Oh, it does.
0: And then, because, um, just letting you know, guys, I've got a few of her books here and I'm going to take some photos so you can see. Just from what I can see, you didn't bring all of them. They are about four or five different publishers or publishing houses that your books are named were published by. Probably, close to eight. Mm-hmm. So how, yeah, talk us through the different publishers, not necessarily by name, but the, what you've gleaned from working with all these different publishing houses and what lessons have come out of that, let's say somebody was now looking to get published. What, what were the good things, what were the not so good things? Well, well, the
1: good things were that they would take you on. in in the eighties as I suppose a novice writer, and then support you for a little time. You know, even though I said it was a struggle to, you know, they sort of are and arm about your second book, but you felt you had a pathway to take it. Uh, But then they can then that publishing company collapsed, so I had to get another one. So I had to go and. Uh, approached different publishing companies and Penguin took me on then uh, and republished and so, we, okay,
0: we have to stop there, everybody and knows Penguin That's yes. that's. I love how you say that so like oh well, you know Penguin, but that's a big thing so well, what did you say well, Penguin
1: was probably different then because um, the fellow in charge was named Brian Johns and he had a policy, he had a vision because we used to publish more books from overseas than we did Australian authors and he had a vision of, of covering a great variety of Australian topics and authors. Okay. And, you know, I only had a, like a, a thirty second visit visit to, to the man, you know, the great man and yeah. he said this is my vision. I said, yeah, 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 yeah I'm I'm with it. I'm with visions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go with that way. Yeah. And but that was that was good. And then I, I spoke to, you know, I had some wonderful editors in there and and so uh, that was a very positive experience, but since then I've gone through what everyone else has gone through because Penguin got rid of its middle list.
0: Oh, okay. They so just that's... dumped everyone. Yeah.
1: Oh, I see. So then, so I followed one of my editors, so I did have to another publishing company, but things were getting difficult for all publishers. They weren't getting as much money. Mm-hmm. Every time, uh, I think one of my great editors in the newspaper explained. For newspapers every time a new magazine came out, it didn't matter even if it was, you know, um Hawaiian golf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something obscure. Yeah. All publications lost a little bit.
0: Oh right.
1: So now what happens with with online and free mm-hmm. everyone's and losing self everything. So oh, yeah, so it's becoming so the money is much harder. It's less uh, before it was more, I suppose you could say control, which it was, of course. But now there are no gatekeepers, so it makes it harder for publishers. They don't spend money on on novice authors, uh, on publicity tours or things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. in in I mean, I had uh, one girl for one of these books. She was just amazing, and she got me 44 interviews across. Australia, um, it was, oh I don't think I brought it here, it was called Streetwise, School Smart, and it, she just, and she set up, so it was a book about young kids starting school, so it was for that transit, and funny, I made it was funny about all the things they'd worry about when they start high school, yeah. and she had 200 kids in a Sydney auditorium for me to talk to, I mm-hmm. mean um, it was just wonderful publishers but they, they're almost gone now yeah. they're almost gone because to set that up there are no there's not so many news outlets mm-hmm. in Australia when do you see an Australian author interviewed on TV that's a good point you it's oh, nowhere maybe
0: a morning show if it's one of those if it's one of those trendy books or celebrity kind of books. oh something like Do you that you know what i mean like that's what you see but yeah. i know what but you're saying about just you know not not a, know. a
1: novice australian no oh, no very, like very fresh rarely. fresh off the streets yeah, no, no gosh no no, no, no no it's all the high flying they only want the yeah. top notes so so yeah. that's where it's changed. It's, it is um, the distribution's harder because mm-hmm. you know the books stay on the shelves for about two and a half seconds, um, but you can sell online. Uh, so to put it sort of get the overview, mm-hmm. you can approach publishers. That is easier now because of online. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you pick the right publisher, you're in with you know some chance. But to be published, they want you to bring an audience with them now. So oh, I you see. should have a blog or yeah. a something, something that Instagram, yeah. that you've got this following yeah. uh, and and then
0: that... They will invest. Because it's, it's from their point of view, yeah. it's a risk assessment. It's, like, What's the risk yeah. of them inventing and somebody, yeah. Joe Blow, in the corner by themselves versus somebody who has, I don't know, a yogurt yeah. blog and 100,000 followers yes. on Instagram. And I think that's really interesting that you say that because a lot of people, I'm sure, even just from the ones that I've spoken to, they're writing these things and then that's what they front, is that I'm more true to the art of writing and you know getting this good story. I don't have the backlog of a 1,000 million followers and all of that. What are my chances if I still approach a, a publisher? And that's the tricky part of then maybe your story needs to be really good, or your work needs to be really good. Well, well that's if they see something that's good, then they won't care if you've got two followers mm. as well. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, well, there is you know, yeah, there's
1: both sides of it, and that's why I don't want it to have people who are starting up writing a book feel, oh, this is a chicken and egg. I've got to yeah, have my, I've got to have my audience before I write the book, no. and you know that it it, it it it's sort of a growing thing, uh, but if you did. It, you, they will, for a first-off uh, author, want something to give them confidence about yeah. publishing. Yeah. Now, even if the book's quality, I mean, it, it would be really good if you were green <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. say we've got this green, physically they're just, green. just physically green author. Yeah, hey, uh, green's good. Mm-hmm. Green's good. Or, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> So so they would love something odd like that just because yeah. they can push it out it's as publicity. Yeah. yeah it's marketable so, I see what you mean. so there's a the tragedy but if you did I mean I, I started a maths blog because I'm passionate about the fact that we don't teach maths properly and I do I, because I speak to teachers that's why I did it so I could show them uh, how to make maths fun and interesting for middle school mostly. And and I've ended up with over a million hits. Well, that, you know, that's...
0: Are it, you serious? I didn't know that. Oh,
1: over a million hits. Oh, yes. Oh, my, my hey, kids, my adult thing. children think, oh, cool, Mum, you've yeah. got over a million hits on your maths blog. Oh, I ended up talking in the International Congress of Mathematical Education okay, in really Hamburg right. as a humorous maths blogger. That's amazing. That's weird. That is just weird. Is but that? but it's what I'm saying is if you're passionate about something, it might be I don't know cooking chestnuts. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to cook it. <laughs> but it might be something very specific. But just the same, there's a niche out there. Yeah, and I think so. that is how it grows. You know, Naturally. Jonathan Green has came from you, his YouTube clip. To he had they had so many fun. Jonathan Green did. I know. Um, Oh, I can't remember the title of his book, but
0: I'm—you uh, know—he's he, a name. youth.
1: The, he's a youth author who wrote. Uh, oh. And I should know because I've been seeing his films.
0: That's gonna bug me because I yes, think we, I, we'll, I know we'll, that we, name. We, Taku's Wait, thumbs I'm are moving it. like
1: so, nothing on earth now. I've seen it, yeah. mm,
0: they start. Movie. Oh, Blood Bones, Alice's Nightmare, You, A Natural History, Fighting Fantasy. Uh oh, it's, there's that. There, yes, the maybe one. there's others.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I will put the link. Up. Y-A,
1: yeah, Y A. Yeah, Y A. Author. Oh,
0: he's written a, Oh, a, oh lot yes, of books. a lot of books. A lot I've, of books. I've
1: I've read a few of them. Um, but the one you would know is, uh, The Night of the Carrots. No. Ooh. We're just on my phone yes. looking through, by the way, because guys. it's Because the more recent ones would be... Would All right, uh, okay, oh, right. J- Jonathan Green. Anyhow,
0: yes. okay, so he... he... He
1: came from YouTube because he had was running with his brother and ended up... Um, well, it was much easier then for him to get someone to publish his books and put yeah. money behind it yeah. because he already had an audience there, mm-hmm. even though they weren't a reading audience yes See, that's, that's true. interesting if so the
0: topic is interesting enough
1: please. yes so, you, so your your mission if you want to take it on little friends <laughs> <laughs> is to write a good book to just start out what, what your talent is and what your particular skills are that you bring to it and write it show it to people uh, get criticism listen because they're right because you're trying to get other people to read it it's not just for you mm-hmm. and then when you you've got your final product go out and see who publishes that sort of work um find out how you can access and really do your homework i mean and you know it's it's fun looking at all of that and then follow the processes of how to get published
0: oh actually can i just jump in on that doing the homework bit i think that's really important yes because i know for me personally i haven't committed as much time in the past to learning and doing my homework So even sitting with you like this is part of me doing the homework to find out Yeah, what is going to be the best thing for me? So I would just like to really reiterate that uh, Because I I self-published the last book. So that also kind of was doing homework to learn about the process of publishing But now as you're writing You know more and learning about being a writer you have to do your homework. You can't not so even now doing this podcast is part of my homework that is opening amazing doors around you know taking me further to whatever I'll end up writing about or publishing or producing so I really just I want to say hallelujah and amen to that do your homework bit and so you know I'm nodding a lot
1: <laughs> you yeah. can't quite hear it but I am nodding because that that's yeah. right and the homework's on many levels it's uh it's it, it's reading perhaps if you find someone writing in your area, have a look at it, criticise it. Because the, what what the yeah, only reason? I heard that criticise it because the the only thing you need to say to yourself is is that um, they wrote it. Why can't I write? Yes, I mean I'm no better than or worse than. You don't have to undermine yourself, and you don't have to get big headed about it. But it is good to take other writing that is considered so wonderful and. Have a go at it
0: I, heard, I read that recently Some article also said Read the books that you hate Because they will give you a critical eye Or they'll help you be more critical in oh, terms that's a good of, idea. You'll write better yes. And I have a couple of books That people have been throwing at me oh, yes. Going oh you need to read this And I haven't wanted to yes. But now I've gone oh maybe I should Because it does It yes. does change how you then write And also how you critique your own work
1: I think I think it's a good idea actually. Reading books you hate—I hadn't heard that before, but I can see how that would be good because then what you're doing—if you like an author, well, first of all, you're seduced, aren't you? <laughs> you are seduced by them, and you yeah. want to read the story and think about what they, you know, how they, you know, what the story content is. But what if you're reading a book you hate? You're actually reading the words yes. and how it's constructed yes. and why, and you're running into characters you think, "Oh, this is ridiculous." I mean,
0: you. uh, uh, But it also, I think it also gives you breath to then whatever narrative or argument or comment you want to give. Because now you almost will have a a better understanding of somebody who's your polar opposite. Yeah. So I I read
1: Harry Potter just because it was popular. I wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Lord of the Rings, you know. And and see, one of my criticisms of magic and fantasy. and you know they are still looking for the next um, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. If you go to the you know YA promotion at the state library, you will find there are two streams of books for YA. Mm-hmm. One is the fantasy; it's going to be swords and shields, and mm-hmm. you know all of that sort of thing—knights and and orcs or whatever. And 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 the other stream is tragedy: the girl's dying of cancer, and the boy falls in love with her, and mm-hmm. you know which was a uh, Jonathan Graham. Um, and so there's all this. Tra- tra- you know, great tragedies, yes. and you think uh, publishers get stuck in a stream, but then the, that's what kids want to read too. So, if you are
0: them? well, that's, it, that's, that's it. the thing. I don't know if there's if they, they have no options, yeah. they then won't, that's all they'll read. They won't take
1: risks, the publishers. Yeah. So, if they want to sell copy, but see, I, my critique, for instance, of Lord of the Rings is this magic is too easy. What yeah. happens is they're all in trouble. Our little hobbits are in trouble, and who comes to save them? The freaking trees! Yeah. I, I mean, truly, anyone can save you. Then you can have the birds turn up. You can have the ants march. You can, you can have you can have running shoes turn up and fight. You can have water bottles. I mean, really, yeah. if you're in fantasy. And so that's my critique of fantasy. So I don't read so much fantasy because mm-hmm. I'm there like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like that now sometimes. now you've got all the you know sea creatures turning. Out. I mean that you can understand why I critique it. So mm-hmm. I should read fantasy though because then I'm getting actually other information that makes me think about it.
0: Yeah, that is so interesting because. Uh yeah, I'm actually as you were talking about the trees, I remember watching it in the movie and, and reading the book as well. Yes. I loved the books because yes. I could visualize it, but I'd never looked at it in that way. So hmm, mm. I, I reckon we should we should probably do a book review together. Yes. But we'll, we will save that for another episode. <laughs> this was meant to be just about the what world we should do is take a classic, yes, and pull out the bits. In a good way. Okay. In a good way. Have you read Jane Eyre? No. Okay. okay. I hated
1: reading when <laughs> I was a kid. I hated, I was an outdoors kid. Okay. Spent all the time outdoors. But I did read later. Like I didn't read the year 11 books, but I did read the year 12 books.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's a good idea. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to have to round up this episode. As you can see, we are struggling to contain all our energy into one episode. And I feel like we're going to do a couple more I'm not sure what they'll be on. But if you have questions, please send them through. Uh, I've had one come through from Canada. I'd just like to shout out to that person. I won't name them. But they sent me the most beautiful email saying thank you for this podcast. And, you know, the comments and messages that are coming through are, are just lovely. But yeah, if you have specific questions, please ask them. Because then I can try and find the people who I can talk to or interview. I am also learning from this. It is just incredible i'm enjoying it and i hope it's useful as well to you guys so please start sending through comments you can find Carrie q in all her fabulousness on her matt's blog matt's pig and it's called matt's pig and you can also find her at kerryq.com.au and you can find my adventures at taku.com.au all my social media tags are there uh but yeah, this has been Two Words with Taku with fabulous Kerry, my mentosaurus, my Megasaurus Mentosaurus, and we'll see you next time. Have a fabulous day!